Hello everybody, this is what you can look forward to in today's podcast. I don't know what Sin's left in, but um, <laughs> before we started recording she said to me that her new trick to falling asleep is to drink an entire bottle of wine. And I think we're now seeing the end result of that. <laughs> now, please enjoy What, Where, Why of Dark Souls 2. Hi, Sophie! Hi, Sin. Hi, everyone. And welcome to the Snack Covenant, episode 272. Today is a very special episode, Sophie. I noticed it's called What, Where, Why? Surprise. Mm-hmm. Before we proceed, enablers and cultists know exactly what What, Where, Why is. But if someone were to stumble on this episode by accident... <laughs> They've already stopped watching. <laughs> Could you please explain what this entails? Well, Sin, What, Where, Why is an intriguing YouTube format developed and patented by Sinclair Law LLC, in which you take us to various areas in the Dark Souls slash Bloodborne game and ask, what am I looking at, where is it, and why is it there? Thank you, Sophie. We have been wanting to do a What, Where, Why for Dark Souls 2 for a while now. Yes. However, Dark Souls 2 is rich with concepts, mechanics, characters, and it was hard to decide what to start with. Yeah. So I made an executive decision. You certainly did. And today, on What, Where, Why of Dark Souls 2, we're going to talk about the giant book in that house in Mahula. The book. The book. Could you please describe its physical appearance? The book is an extremely large book in the mansion in Majula. If you were standing next to it, it would be up to, like, slightly under your character's armpit, I guess. So I'm guessing it's probably about, like, it's about as big as you are, like, about five feet tall. Five, one and a half. A one and a half. I apologize. <laughs> You're actually an Amazonian warrior goddess. <laughs> it's propped up on a stack of other books. Mm-hmm. In a room that is also full of books. On a table covered in books that's in front of a bookshelf. <laughs> and there's a, a little, like, stool in front of the book that you could, I guess, sit on while you read the book. Thank you, Sophie. Now, before we proceed, a very important question for people who may have missed this book. Right. Is it an ebook? It might be like a tablet case. Mm hmm. It's a very old book. Mm hmm. That says to me it's probably been digitized by Project Gutenberg at this point. What is that? Project Gutenberg is a website that digitizes old books and they're all available in ebook formats. That's amazing. Yes, it is. I'm jumping a little bit ahead of the outline here. Oh. But I have to ask you before I lose my train of thought. Certainly. Actually, I'm going to bring it up later. I'm going to stick to the outline. I think this is the wine. 
I'll I'll ignore the outline for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind who takes the outline. <laughs> Hi, Sophie here. Much like Sin, I have problems falling to sleep as well. Unlike Sin, I opt for cheaper, safer methods of relaxation, such as herbal teas, scented candles, and meditating by mentally farming for pure bladestone. Didn't get it. Didn't get it. Didn't get it. What's interesting about the pages is that they're the same texture that all the other books use for their pages, and they've just scaled it up. So even though it appears to be like an extremely large book, it actually would have the same number of words as a regular size book. They've just blown it up. Which makes me wonder if, is this like for people who who have issues seeing? This is like the large print edition of an existing book. My dad would love that. Yeah. You know who has issues seeing? Seath the Scaleless. Oh my god. Yeah. So he needs a bigger book to read it? And it's also, get this, right? Yeah, yeah. The other books in there, they're the same books that are in Seath's library in Dark Souls 1. It's the same text. Are you kidding me? No, no. From just have one royalty-free book texture pack that they never stop using. <laughs> He's trying to continue his studies. <laughs> so having issues seeing, so he orders the large print edition. Hi, Sophie here. Seath wouldn't have had to worry about a large print edition if he'd used today's sponsor, GlockensPyromancyAcademy.com. Yes, GlockensPyromancyAcademy.com offers a wide variety of pyromancy scrolls in audio format that you can download and listen to on your phone. Right now I'm enjoying Chaos Storm, read by the Fishing Hamlet Priest from Bloodborne. Those who sought great power. Just great. So head over to this video's sponsor, GlockensPyromancyAcademy.com. And what's more, the first 20 people to sign up through our referral link will receive a free copy of Great Chaos Fireball, the pyromancy that you need to get like 200 consecutive PvP victories to get and face it, none, none of you are doing that. Now back to the podcast, sponsored by GlockensPyromancyAcademy.com. When I saw this book, I thought, oh, I think this book is printed for a giant or something. But that doesn't make sense, because if you're a giant, it doesn't mean your vision is affected in such a way where you will need a giant book. Well, no, but if, like if we had a if we had a tiny book, we'd have trouble reading it. You'd need a magnifying glass. I'd say the major issue with the giants is they don't have faces, so I don't know how they see anything. <laughs> Actually, Sophie, that was a good point. 
I retract what I said earlier. <laughs> giants would probably need a giant book because yeah. Do you want? Do you want to know like even more evidence? This is Seath's. Yeah. The books on the bookshelf are all upside down. Because <laughs> you can't see them properly to turn them up the right way. Oh my god. Okay, what I'm looking at right now and I don't appreciate is that somebody put candles on a book. Yeah. That's dangerous. The candle flame is misaligned from the actual candle. So from some angles, the flame is actually like floating in midair. Is it magical flame? It would explain why it never goes out. Is it the profane flame? Yes. This is the room where Pontiff Sullivan... Discovered the profane flame and also invented frost sorcery. <laughs> while he planned to take over Ranul Hondo. Oh my god, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah, and he's kind of big. That's why the book is big. Yeah, yeah. And does he even have a face? Not really. So you just mentioned something about giants in a face. Anyway, it all lines up. I don't know what's I don't know what sins left in, but um <laughs> Before we started recording, she said to me that her new trick to falling asleep is to drink an entire bottle of wine. And I think we're now seeing the end result of that. (laughs) Do you know what more evidence is Pontus Sullivan? Yes. In the basement is the Lord Vessel. Yeah, I know. It's broken. Yeah, yeah. You know how if you go to the profane capital? Yeah. There's fire in the Lord Vessel. Yeah. I think that's the profane flame, maybe? Who knows? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I think we can explain what's happened here. Because as we know from the item descriptions, Seath's essence kind of roamed Drang Lake for a time before it settled in Seldra, right? I think Seath did live here, and he crawled off to Seldra, and he's letting it to Pontiff Sullivan. It's like an Airbnb thing. <laughs> but, but, who who's staying there now? The cartographer? Yeah, Kale the cartographer. And he, he outright says he's squatting there. Oh. Yeah, and, and there have been instances where people have exploited rules around squatters' rights to rent an Airbnb place for a certain amount of time and then become the legal legal owners of it. Sophie, do you know what that means? What? You know you find a skeleton in the basement. Yeah. They're the rightful owner of this place. There's actually a number of dead bodies in the area. It's a little disconcerting. <laughs> There's a dead body next to the, the books in the corner with a Pharos lockstone. Oh my god. Is this Pharos? <laughs> That's what you have to say to every single corpse. Every single corpse and every single enemy that drops a lockstone, there has to be a threat about whether it's Pharos or not. Thank you, Sophie. Okay, so, Sophie. Yes. The back of the book, could you describe what it looks like? Brown. I think it's more of a green. Yeah, it's like a greenish brown. Is it leather? Well, there are pigs outside. Oh, no. Do you think this book was typed or handwritten? Well, let's think about the world of Dark Souls 2. Okay. Are there any typewriters? 
okay, well, you're giving me this face, like, ooh, I got you, Sin. But did you see any quills around? There's birds. Well, yeah, then I can say there's some metal lying around. A bird is not a quill. A metal is not a typewriter. That's true. Answer my question, ma'am. Did you or did you not see any quills or pens or pencils in the game? Well, we know that Kale is making a map. We're not sure how he makes it. Maybe he's making it with a typewriter. Can I just point out, right? Kale's like, oh, I'm a cartographer. I'm obsessed with maps. Maps, 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 maps. <laughs> the Medjula map isn't by him. It's just there when he moves in. Oh my god! Oh my god! We never see him make a map at any point. Oh my god. How many pages does the book have? <laughs> well, technically it has two. <laughs> two very thick pages. How old is this book? Well, it's very old, but um, it's in surprisingly good condition. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And there's no title. No, it has no um, nothing written on the cover at all. The other books do have titles, but not this one. Why? What if? What if this was like a? It was a notebook. Mm-hmm. And they've been writing in it. Oh my god, that would make sense because notebooks may not have a title. Amazing! I love this. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you, Sin. Now, Sophie, let's move on to where. Where is the book located? It's located in the ground floor main room of the mansion in Majula. And you found some interesting information about the mansion. So the mansion is really interesting, but also doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> of course it doesn't go anywhere. It has no legs. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Not Baba Yaga's heart. Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> Yeah, so this mansion is really interesting. It's somewhere that we hear about from Kale, the cartographer. And he says that, like, he's been living there, but it's not his place. He's just squatting. They call it the mansion. It's not actually that big. It's just bigger than everywhere else in Majora. There's a lot of interesting things in the mansion. So, for, obviously, there's a giant book. In the basement, there is a map of Drang Lake made of stone. And as you light bonfires, they appear on the map. Yeah. Yeah. So Kale is kind of obsessed with this, and he just stares at it all day. That is the end of Kale's quest. <laughs> Eventually, if all of the flames are lit, he gives you his hat. <laughs> is, it, is it a nice hat? It gives you a plus two decks. It's actually pretty good. Okay. If you're, on a, if you, if you're doing a low soul memory build, you want that plus two decks. Saves you two levels. There you go. Yeah. So then there's another, like, it's not really a basement. It's more like a tunnel that goes down from there. And if you talk to Kale, he says that he dug that out himself. So, like, he noticed there was something under the mansion and he, like, excavated it partially. Which is really weird because, like, I don't think one person did that. Like, it's pretty big. He dug it out and then... When you go underneath, there is a single skeleton. How do you know they're single? Maybe they're married. <laughs> oh my god, is it stuck? Oh no, what do I do? Oh my god. <laughs> I think Zencaster is not pleased with me. 
Zencaster. <laughs> Thank you, Sin. <laughs> it was a very funny joke. <laughs> so the reason I said single skeleton is that every time the bonfire intensity in Medulla goes up, you get an extra skeleton. Oh. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. The skeleton has a 100% chance to drop a human effigy. Whoa. Yeah. Also, it doesn't respawn. So you kill the skeleton once you get the effigy, it never comes back. Unless you um, move, uh, um, bonfire intensity goes up. In the basement is a treasure chest that I'm fairly sure is a unique design. Like, as far as I can tell, you never see that treasure chest design anywhere else in the game. And it will be a soul vessel. Except when back when they were doing like regular DLC updates, it would it would give you different things. So it would give you like um items that you enter the DLCs, it would give you like exclusive like stuff you, you registered for, things like that. Um right now though, functionally it's only ever a soul vessel. Okay. And there's also the fragments of the Lord Vessel. They're just there. And um they're they're buried in the ground. <laughs> Also, there's there's apparently like scratching sounds as if there's something in the house that's behind the walls that you never get to see. Oh wow! Yeah, so like the, this mansion is, it's it's sort of like very just Dark Souls two ish in that there's all of these like ideas in the mansion, but they don't get developed. They just sort of there, mm-hmm. which is both like interesting but also kind of frustrating it seems very very significant but you're denied a resolution to it mm-hmm. but yeah it, it's a really like notable place that you can also completely ignore it's also where the pigs spawn are you saying the pigs are secret agents of alana do you think alana lived there We'll add that to the people that she might have <laughs> might have lived in this house. <laughs> Seath, Sullivan, and Alana all own different shares in this. It's like they agree that like four months of the year they get to have it. Yeah, it's like a vacation house. Yeah, vacation in Majula. <laughs> oh no, I mean it's near the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of the ocean, this struck me when I was um, playing it. Yeah. You know that like obelisk near the ocean where um crestfallen version three is <laughs> yes yeah um that if you read it gives you information about the game like it tells you like how many people have died if you're offline it will tell you how many deaths you have it would also give you information about the dlcs mm-hmm. you know um where that information would also have have been like good and made sense the book the book I feel like if anything in Majula is going to give you uh, text-based information, <laughs> might have been the book. That would have been good. But maybe they were going for more of a sci-fi feel. You know how there's the artifact in Dead Space. <laughs> so this is the artifact in Dark Souls 2. Thank you, Sin. So before we move on back to the book, (laughs) is there anything else you'd like to tell us about the location surrounding this book? We're going back to the book now. I don't know what there else is to say about this book. (laughs) I guess the the other thing, right? There's a bookshelf in the mansion. 
there's way too many books to go on the bookshelf. And also that giant book obviously wouldn't fit on the bookshelf. So like, it's clearly someone who's collecting books. It's not that like the bookshelf was raided and everything was stacked on the table. Like whoever lives there has been like hoarding books. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like some sort of academic frantically going through books, trying to find the information they need. And they found a really big book. They're like, okay, it's definitely got to be in here. Yeah. I wonder what they were looking for. I think this is where we should end it uh, with like a discussion of what it probably was. Well, Sophie, that's perfect because now it's time to move on to the Y section. Alrighty. So back in the ye olde Dark Souls 2 build. Yes. That was like the pre Yui Tanamura one that had like the, the time travel and the, um, the pendant and like the the demon tree and like the the child emerald herald and all that stuff yeah one of the characters in it is a scholar whose name is like obviously they never got an english name but it's something like beldrick or baldrick or or valdrick or something like that and he's like a prototype oldia i guess he's like a a scholar from drang like who knew vendrick mm-hmm and he, from his dialogue, seems like he's stationed in Majula. He's like a hub NPC. Since he's a scholar and he's desperately trying to, like, invent a time machine, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think this was probably his house. Because it's full of all of these books and, like, a lord vessel and a map and everything. Like, he's, like, hoarding all his knowledge to try to figure out, like, how he's going to go back in time and save and save Drang Lake. Oh. Yeah. What if those objects that are randomly in the house are things that he managed to get out of the past or the future? That's possible. It might also be stuff he got from like the Drang Lake library as it was being burned or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sophie, now let me ask you another question. Yeah. What if this is not a book at all? What if it's a prop to make somebody seem intelligent? Well, Aldia does say men are props on the stage of life. Really? Yeah, and that's a line from Macbeth. So I think that might be a copy of Macbeth, and Aldia's been reading it to try to make himself seem smart. <laughs> and he wouldn't need, he wouldn't need to because he's the head that just appears out of the ground. Yeah, because he appears out of flame. So the candles... He just pops out of there and reads the book and then pops back down again. <laughs> I think we finally make sense. All those people who were like, it doesn't make sense. If you just invent stuff out of nowhere. If you just look at the evidence and connect it together in a what, where, why fashion. <laughs> it works. Sophie, do the outro. That was The Snack Covered in episode 272. What, where, why? Surprise! The surprise is it was the book. The book doesn't mean anything. <laughs> thank you, Sophie. Thank you, Sin. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And see y'all next time, where we're going to talk about the little stool that stands next to the book. Hell yes. <laughs> Bye! Bye!